You are listening to Wait a Minute with Beth and Jessica, episode 64. I'm Beth Barnett Babel, integrative nutrition therapist, and Jessica Pearson, certified health and life coach, is out on vacation for this week's episode. This week, we're going to be resharing one of our first episodes called Rushing to Lose Weight. And I thought it was important to reshare this topic because these sentiments still ring true for so many people today, especially as we're entering the end of the year and heading towards the new year. People want to be ready to go with their goals. And most people want to rush to their goals. We want our goals to have happened yesterday. But the thing about goals is that they are not just a check mark of getting to this magical new place. I actually think goals are a little misdefined. It really should be called journeys because when you're going towards a goal, it's going through the journey of changes you are making. It's evaluating the steps forwards and backwards. It's looking at the person you were at the beginning, middle, and end of a journey towards a goal. And if it's something like a big change in your life, such as health and wellness, there never really is an end. So it will take the time that it needs to take to become a part of who you are because life happens and we need to have life happen and be in a journey. So be kind to yourself. It's okay that you aren't where you think you should be. You are where you are because that's life and is a part of the story of you. No shooting on yourself. Take a listen and see if being stuck on the quick fix is actually the thing that is keeping you from moving forward. Hey, so today we are talking about the diet culture trap of being in a rush to lose weight. I'm thinking that most of you aren't sure if there really is any other way. People love to get fast results and nobody wants to buy something that is slow. Instant gratification is what we are all seeking and weight loss is at the top of that list. We are inundated with ads from diet companies promising that you can do it fast, sometimes in as little as 10 days, which is just bonkers because that's not how your body actually works. That's how media and the diet industry work. They just want to sell you something sexy, not anything real. We see people in Facebook groups making desperate posts for tips on how to lose weight. It's also on Instagram. I'm not really sure what's happening on TikTok, but I'm sure it's there too. We even get calls and emails from desperate potential clients saying they need to get started today because they are so eager. This mindset is alarming to us because we know how detrimental it is to the psyche and the body. There is so much self-induced suffering and resistance of self-acceptance, and we know it feels like this is how the weight loss journey is supposed to go because diet culture taught us this, but it is not. It's a trap to keep you fearful and desperate. It teaches you to lose weight fast and then gain it back so you will buy more diets and make an industry a whole lot of money. When you've been told that where you are at now is wrong, your brain wants to fix it. When your brain perceives something as wrong or as a threat, then it's normal to want to fix it and do it right away. But unfortunately, bodies don't really work that way. If it took you three years or five years or a year to get to where your body is now, then why should it only take 10 or even 30 days to change it to your ideal or where you think you should be? 
So let's talk more about this. Jessica, why do we disdain deadlines? I'm so glad you asked. (laughs) A deadline implies that there's a set time in which you will take certain actions. And then once you get to this made up date that you can change your ways and then just like go back to your old set of ways, which doesn't make any sense whatsoever to me. What do you think? Yeah, totally. So I have a very similar saying, which is not necessarily a set time. People have a set number on the scale that they want to see or a clothing size. So it still is that thing that when they get to that, that's what it will be. And then they get there and then they undo it all because they they celebrate with their success that they made. But then... They forgot about all the stuff that they just did to get to the, that goal. Yeah. And it's like they're celebrating with food because they never really addressed the issue to begin with. Right. 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 And I just want to be clear that we're not anti-goal. We talk about goals a lot with our clients, but there's so much more than just this arbitrary number. Right. Right. Because it's the process that really matters. So what we're all missing because it's not sexy and fun and instant is the process of getting there. Yeah, because you might not even find that arbitrary number. It's like, what if you don't actually get to the goal? Like, it doesn't mean that you're failing or that the journey is not Right, because we actually don't know what each person's body really needs. Like we talk about briefly in the previous podcast, which we'll talk about more in depth later, is about what is your natural weight? And oftentimes when we come up with a goal, either a size, a pound number or whatever, we don't actually know if that's what's right. We don't know if that's what's right for our body. Yeah. And we don't know if that's where our body should be and what we want to do. We can get to somewhere, but everybody's disappointed because it's not that number that they think they should be at. And sometimes it's self, it's really even messed up for a lot of people because their doctor says that they have to be this X BMI or this X number. And so then they are getting this like failure message from their healthcare providers too. But that's, that's a whole other podcast. (laughs) Medical. (laughs) This is the trap, right? We think it's only this arbitrary goal that matters and we'll only find happiness if we get to this number. Like we cannot be happy or successful unless we make this goal happen. But if we're not enjoying the journey, then you're not going to enjoy the goal. And that's big. That's huge. Yeah. I'll repeat here so everybody really hears this. It's the process that matters. It's the journey that matters because that is what changes you, not the goal weight or the goal size. It's the process that you took to get there that changed you. So what's the alternatives if it's not a rush? People are going to be totally freaked out by slowing it down and not getting instant gratification. So what are those benefits of slowing down? There are some great benefits of slowing down, even if it feels counterintuitive at first. The first is fewer restrictions. Like imagine a life where you can eat carbs and enjoy all of the foods that you actually like to enjoy. Most people live in this all or nothing mindset. and They think they won't have enough willpower to live in moderation, but that's just diet culture talking. And your willpower is total BS anyway. Nobody has enough willpower to restrict everything forever. 
it's just not natural and you're not supposed to do that. Willpower isn't the problem. And when we over restrict, that's usually causing a lot more undesirable behaviors like overeating and binging anyway. Mm -hmm. So when we can relax into fewer restrictions and manage our relationship with food, you're going to get better results in the long run. Yes, absolutely. Okay. Anything else? Yeah, I think slowing down, and this is a big one, is removing negative self-talk and addressing the guilt and shame and self-deprecation that comes with your relationship with food, right? When we're only focused on the number and we're not addressing all of this, then when we get to that number, that's why we can't enjoy the goal because we're still beating ourselves up, even if we have the result that we think we wanted. So some people even say that this beating themselves up is motivation, but we really show them how it is not. Negative thoughts and feelings often create negative results, um, whether you see it or not. And we aren't saying that you have to be fake or positive in a way that doesn't feel authentic to you, but releasing the weight of beating yourself up actually contributes to lightening up overall. If we were to add this to internal family systems, language, that negative self-talk is coming from a part of you and it's basically squashing down the other parts that may want to. So if you don't have your whole system on board with the changes that you're making with temporarily restricting some foods, but really more moderation. So if not all of your system is on board with the weight loss journey, then you're going to have a lot of pushback internally with those feelings and thoughts that you have as well. So resistance is no fun. Resistance is no fun. And then the other one is really keeping the results that you created. So you did all of this hard work. And if you are on or off a diet or on or off the wagon, and then you get to that goal and you just give it all up, like what is the point? So when we're slowing down, it really allows you to enjoy the journey and keep the results that you created for yourself. Yes. The thing that we say a lot to our clients, there is no on or off the wagon. The wagon is just always with you. You're always just pulling behind you. Okay. So I want to just tell you this little tidbit about the Freakonomics radio podcast that I love to listen to. And I was listening to one very recently about how the U.S. is different from other countries. And one of them was about short and long-term. So the United States as a whole, we are often only looking at a government level down to the individual at what are the short-term things we can change to make things better now. And we are rarely looking at what are the things that we can do now that will make things better for the long-term. And so it's kind of like in our DNA as Americans to want instant gratification. So we've got the human brain that's biologically wired for instant gratification and then towel that with like a whole cultural component of needing things now or in the very short term versus like, what does that long-term game really look like? Yeah, there's no surprise there. <laughs> America, it's a great place for different reasons, not so great for other reasons. Well, what about when you have the natural fluctuations that life brings us, such as baby weight, holiday weight, the quarantine weight, and maybe even more quarantine weight if we're continuing to digress in this 
in this journey of the pandemic. So tell me about natural fluctuations fitting into this. Okay. I hope this answer blows some of your minds a little bit because fluctuations are totally normal and natural. And when I say you will learn how to keep your results, I don't actually mean that you are going to weigh this arbitrary magic number forever or that you're going to be in this size forever because that's probably not the case, right? The result is far bigger than you can even imagine. The result is understanding what self-confidence really is. It is having a true knowing of how to nourish your body in those fluctuations so that you don't have to seek external ideas from the internet to tell you what to do. It is understanding how to create that peace and joy and whatever it is that you want to feel and holding on to those things and knowing how to navigate these on your own. It's not just about like, oh, hey, you're going to be a size eight forever and your body will never change. I think in our brains, that's what we think we're supposed to be. And that's really not the case at all. Right. Totally. Because we've got hormone changes from different stages of life, the natural ebbs and flows. If you become a caregiver and the stress you might take on from that. And there's just so many things. And so, yeah, it's totally important to realize that no matter what, you and your body have each other's back. Your worth and your body's worth is not determined by this number that we've all decided we need to be at. I couldn't agree more. Okay. What is the first step you would tell somebody if they are struggling with quick fix mentality? The first thing is just pause and take a breath and know that you're okay and that there's nothing wrong, right? Like it's totally normal that your brain is doing this. And then the second is to get coached because a lot of times we can't see the answers that are right in front of us or even within us. And one person kind of explained coaching to me as like, imagine being inside a glass Coke bottle and the label is right in front of you, but you can't see it because what the writing is on the other side of the glass. And so sometimes having a coach is just having that other person right on the other side of you, helping you see what's on the front. So I have a personal story that kind of shows a clear example of how this works. So I love this story so much. (laughs) One time I was with my husband. We're picking up furniture from this apartment complex and I had the baby in the stroller and we were walking around the pool area because it was really beautiful. And I walked into this little gated patio because I wanted to check out the really cool chairs that were there. And then as soon as that gate closed behind me, I realized the gate was locked and I had made up my mind that I was locked inside this patio and that I could not get out. Mind you, it's an open patio and the wall is waist high. (laughs) So I knew at the very least I could jump over the wall, but I thought, how am I going to get this stroller to the other side? Like, I'm going to text my husband and uh, he's going to come save us. And so he comes over like 10 minutes later. He's like, why are you trapped? And I was like, look, I can't open the gate. You have to open it from the other side. And he was like, ah. And it took a minute for me to realize. And he's so funny because he didn't want to give me the answer. He's such a, he's a puzzle guy and he always wants me to solve these puzzles. So it took a minute and I was starting to get really mad and frustrated with him. And then I clicked. I was like, oh my goodness. All I had to do was reach over and open the door from the other side. Like it was so easy. The answer was right in front of me, but my brain had decided that I was totally trapped 
and that there was nothing I could do about it. And it just refused to see the most obvious, simple solution. And so to me, that is just such an amazing example of why sometimes we need coaching. Absolutely. Yeah. I can't even like form like a good final statement because I still just love that story so much. I play the mom brain card on that. Right. Which is actually what I was getting ready to say is, is that in your defense, we aren't exactly operating at top level after having had a baby. Our brain is still struggling. It's still sleep deprived. Your brain can lie to you and our brains lie to us often. So having a coach can really help you see where your brain is trying to trick you and it can be so helpful. Correct. Correct. I talk a lot about like with people, write it down. I know people don't like to journal, but it's like you can write it on a napkin, write down the things that your brain is saying to you and see are those statements really true totally if what we are saying is something that is interesting to you or you want to comment or take this conversation even further be sure to subscribe and follow us on instagram at pass underscore nutrition we'll see you next week 